Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into Old School on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. It's a new week. It's a new day. Good times. Great weekend. I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. DP's here. Jay's here. I'm here. We would welcome everybody's interaction. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Heyman text line. And on the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and oh, by the way, just say, hey, Alexa, play 93.7 The Ticket. It'll come on for you. We'll be right there. It'll be a blast. Old School, sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global looking to fill hundreds of new openings in sales, traveling, sports, software development, web design, and more. Career and internship opportunities are available at the Global Headquarters in Lincoln. Apply today at sandhills.jobs. What up? How's your weekend? I, I had a very good weekend. <clears throat> I'm feeling rather. I'm feeling <laughs> rather. Can't talk. I'm, I'm feeling because <laughs> well, I, I talked all weekend. I talked all weekend. No, look, man. I, I did. <laughs> we kept track of it. I, I I was on ten different Zoom calls this weekend, promoting this book and then celebrating the book, and then you go, okay, cool. Like, uh, and I I can rest. Oh yeah. NBA game, NBA Finals game two, uh, softball, Super Regionals, baseball. I have to say, was this not the best baseball college baseball weekend ever? It was pretty sweet. <laughs> How many runs did Oklahoma State score over the weekend? Right, right. like because I, mean, I feel like it's like a hundred and twelve. Right, and when did Oregon State get good at baseball Even and softball? I, yeah, and softball. I don't know. Like just all, it's just like know, on, just on, all, like, it just happened. Just off the beaten path. Yeah. Right? yeah. Surprise, the Beavers are here. <laughs> We're the real OSC. So, you know, Texas. Well, because well, think about it. Like, so Oklahoma State, Oregon State. Ohio State. Ohio State. Like, folks are just elevating in, in these in these spring sports. And I'm just going, wait a minute. What What is going on here? Right, yeah. What is going on here? And look, for all things in place, shout out to Virginia Tech. Because – their athletic programs are rolling. Right, on the sneak. But everything is on like the, like just like oh, we're by here. By the way. By the way, we're here. Mm-hmm. We've been here. We're we're actually here and we're bypassing a whole bunch of people that, you know, have probably probably, you know, more cachet than like us. But you, we'll we'll just keep putting this product out here till you wanna start wearing this like ugly throw up maroon and orange. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to see, you know, the Virginia Tech is going to have to start wearing some, like, neon orange jerseys or yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah. They'll have to go back to – see, their jam is the white. Yeah, they're going to have to just wear like, white. Just and, and wear maybe, the white. And then maybe get, like, a black uniform to kind of oh, yeah. spice They've got it, it. They've got it. Dude. Yeah, they, they got to they, they spice it up a little bit because, you know, the way they're going just a, a, as whole as an athletic department, they should – you know, they're definitely happy. And um, 
you know, I hate to say it, but you even, you even saw the Texas women's softball and elimination game step up. Look at them. Um, Look at them. Backs against the wall, you know, and, and step up and, you know, stay alive. And then I found myself – so. Who bunts on a three-two count? I, 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 like that's that, that and, really some next level. And like it was placed perfectly. That's who bunts on a three-two count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, somebody that's, that's, that, that's like I just can, just because I can do this. The, just the nerve. Like, all right, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. It's it's uh, you know, I mean, this has been. I mean, I always re- reference back, and you know, not trying to devil in the whole COVID thing, but just re- I mean, you can't. It, you would be blind to the fact that you just think like a, a short or a long while ago we had none of this and yeah. and then when we did even when we were having sports we didn't have the crowd so that's what also is bringing you know the excitement because these are big moments you got the people that are there to cheer on their either you know their fan favorites or their colleges and their family members mm-hmm. and the pressure to do it where is like just a couple of years ago i'm sure i mean who knows like you know some of these young ladies and and, and men in college they were like man would i ever be able to have the chance to be in a super regional or anything like that based on covid um and you know it's it's just i mean it's great to to see i mean the nhl playoffs you see uh well edmonton has been a little bit of a letdown um the avalanche is clearly the better team but then you see the tampa bay lightning the team that again a Virginia, the Virginia Tech of the NHL. Yes, you don't think hockey, and you don't, or you don't put hockey and Florida, and especially Tampa together. But over the last five or six years, there's one been one constant: the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're down two zero. They find a way to kind of keep their head above water against the uh, Rangers. And then what people don't really understand is, even though Tampa's down two one, the pressure falls right back on New York. Because if they go back to New York two to two, the pressure amps up because of all the letdown from the Rangers of years you know prior or the past. So overall, it's it's been a you know phenomenal sports weekend. You know even with the you know golf, Billy Horschel kind of boat race there at the Memorial, and then you had the let the only letdown I would probably say, um, which you, you could if you're a betting person, you knew that Golden State was going to most likely win. Yeah, last night. It's just that that third quarter just got extremely, extremely out of hand. And and, and I love Al Horford. I know he is, he's the Dominican prince, but damn, you only can have two points, right? My man Williams, I know you. You know you've been balling. You only have two points. I mean, you in the NBA Finals, and you had two points. Well, the, I mean, I know, I know, I know. Golden State's defense was good, but there's another thing that you just was just. Like, all right, Shut we down. we were just we're up one nothing. We're just waiting to get back to Boston. Well, I'm in truth. You would think that Boston would be satisfied. Like their mission was to get a split. Yeah, but they went right. into halftime the same way they did the game before. It's just the attitude, right? That if if they said at the beginning of the series, before the series started, that they would come back to Boston one one. Yeah, everybody would take it. Everybody would take it. Right. The killers would say no i need to get both of them mm-hmm. the, that the, that's the difference and al horford this is his first dance in the nba finals right yeah. so everything went right in game one but that's not what defines nba finals what defines NBA. nba finals is what you do after you've had some success after a big game and i think you know golden state played um you know obviously better 
but you can't really say it was a dominating performance because they, you know, they go into halftime up by two. The thing that I was surprised, and I've been in, I've been surprised, but I'm not surprised about Boston, um, and it's going to be interesting how they handle this in the off season, is the amount of turnovers they have when they don't play well. When you have, how do you have seven turnovers in the first quarter? I mean, that's just in. in and I was talking to my, uh, you know, we talked about simple coaching 14-year-olds. I talked to my 14-year-olds about making the transition to high school sports. And everybody, when you go to high, whether you're playing in high school, trying to get a, on a, any high school team, you're no longer, you, you know, the, you're not going to average 20 points. So how do you get on the court? Run the court hard, play good defense, make the 50-50 balls, um, be a great teammate and be able to handle the ball. So the first thing that everybody thinks is handling the ball, be able to go between your legs behind the back. Handling the ball is not turning the ball over, catching the ball cleanly, passing it cleanly, um, being able to rebound and, and not have to, you know, fumble the ball and rebound so you can get up the court and transition or you can get it, kick it back out for, you know, a step in three or open shot. Uh, how well do you move without the basketball? What type of shape you're in? It's just amazing that at, at the professional level, that a team had that many turnovers and was that careless with the ball. And it's also credit to them that they were only down by two. But but you cannot continue to – if you did it through the first half, then it has to be like a come to Jesus at halftime. You cannot continue to do that against the Golden State Warriors, especially on the road, especially with their backs against the wall, especially with what the they were trying to establish themselves from a mental standpoint. And then you just continued to be sloppy with the ball – and you know Golden State might be one of the best third-quarter teams ever. 35-14, third quarter. Game over. Whew. Separation. Game over. The turn well, of, well, and, well, and, and, and this, this one, I, I, I don't want to miss it by not giving credit to Steve Kerr and the coaching staff. Because, oh, they made a, a, a extreme adjustments. Right? Like, it was – and Boston was playing to – Game one defensive decisions by Golden State. Yeah. So how Golden State defended uh, the rub that they had out, out on the wing on the left wing, and then they just—I right. mean, Golden State—they more than hedged that thing. I, that was a bum rush. Well, <laughs> that was bum rush by uh, especially because it was on the Boston side. I mean, it was on Boston's by Boston's bench. They bum rushed Jalen Brown, and and here's what people don't understand: is the first game they won, Jalen Brown was sloppy with that ball in the first half. Because he had two, he had one travel, two two times he shot the ball and then he got it back and then and he fought, and he had two or three turnovers in the first half, in the first game, it didn't change. He was weak with the ball. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Boston versus Golden State, you know we talked about matchups. Who's going to guard who? Who's going to guard? Who's not going to guard who? Right? Who's going to be the X factor? Right? Kind of came to conclusion what Wiggins does or doesn't do. You know what? You got to. We actually got to peel all that back, crumple it up, throw it in the garbage. It's coming down to ball handling because well, they, they trapped. They trapped Marcus Smart three three out of four possessions, right? Because they had they had fallen back in game one, yep. And they said, okay, we're going to go one on one with Marcus Smart and allow him to make decisions because they thought defensively they could get in his way. Well, no, no, they can't. Yeah, last night they trapped him three yeah. times. And he made bad decisions and after threw bad away. decisions yep. after bad decisions, yep. and then the the movement of Boston's offense was stymied because not only when they trapped him, it was higher away from the three point line. Yep. You saw a lot of players on Boston freeze. Then you saw them not handle or catch the ball effectively. Then you saw conversely there was a 
there was two plays in a row. Steph hit a three, and I think Clay drove in and had, he got a good shot. Where they ran high pick and roll, um, and it's questionable. Like Otto Porter, I mean, they were setting picks like they were like left tackle. I mean, they literally could have been a clinic for refs on illegal picks. But if so, so forth, so <laughs> be it. Right? There's there the, literally a play towards the, the end Draymond of the game where literally, Draymond, Draymond like, literally blocked everybody like it was like ten yard one. fight. He and, like he like fell. He like almost fell down, and then he got right, up, and he's just like putting his hands right. on everybody's but, chest and but, just like pushing did, them back. How did Boston not know this that Draymond was coming? How did they not know? I think, well, they were waiting. Here's where Boston really lost control of the game. They were waiting for the refs to get control of the game. When the refs are looking at you stone-faced and like, we're not controlling this game because we need Golden State to win this or kind of in our mind we win it, they didn't adjust. And then um, back to the pick-and-roll play, um, number 27, Thice was in the game. He was in a great defensive position but didn't even step up and two, gave up two threes. So when he's he's like, oh yeah, I was in defense, but you weren't doing anything. I think Mark Jackson said it like, dude, you might as well either been on in the in the you might as well just stayed in the lane, or just came over there and sat next to the coach because you didn't do anything. Those are the little things that you can't do against Golden State, and you can't definitely can't do that when you sense them going on a run. And and here's one thing that I kind of liked but didn't like is. They got the ball to the guys when they were down by 12 or 14. They got to the free throw line. Jalen Brown and Tatum both missed the the, for the front end. That that takes the wind out of your sails. But the good thing about it is they were able to get to the, you know, to the rim to get to the free throw line. But it was just that little bit of edge that they didn't have um, in that game. And it was it's it, then when you go against Golden State like that, you just get you know bum you know just get blown out. In that third quarter, the game was over, and by the time the fourth quarter started, if Jordan, if, if Jordan Poole and Gary Payton Jr. are going to give you what they gave you last night, it's over. It, like you, you can't. It's going to require Marcus Smart to do too many things that he doesn't want to do. Well, it's going to require. And, it's going to require. And, and Williams, Derek White can't. If, if Derek can't, White's going to go four for thirteen, I, I'll, I'll point this out to you. Derek White took thirteen shots. Marcus Smart took six. Horford took four. <laughs> Williams took one. Look, there are things that you can force. Okay, young man, you think this is your time and you, you need to get this done? We're going to let you. Go ahead. Right. If you beat us, cool. But I tell you what, Marcus Martin, we're not going to let you beat us. Well, you got to give also Steve Kerr and, and, and coaching staff uh, credit because they had a talk with, with Jordan Poole and something must have went off in his head to realize he hadn't been playing well. Um, and he changed the way he played. He was way more efficient. Now, granted, I think he probably shot better than he normally does from three, being five of nine for three. I mean, that's over like 60%. But the turnovers were down. The efficiency in offense was down, um, which led him to, you know, play with a lot more energy. And then that's how you saw him play 23 minutes. Gary Payton, you know, being out, um, is he going to not miss a shot every time he plays and scores seven points? Most likely not. But he gives you a defensive advantage as well. Um, one of the best on-ball defenders in the whole league, and he's not even close to being a starter. So what that also that does, that frees up Otto Porter to kind of do Otto Porter things, right? Three and three, um, and gives you assists. Um, and and, that, and and all that was in the run. That, that's always yeah, all that was in the third quarter right. run. And that, you're not dependent on him to go three for three, nine points, and, and a guy that you're dependent on to score potentially twenty points. 
in, like they did in the first game. And so Otto Porter was plus twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> it just I mean, wrap your brain around that. Well, it's not only 15 him. Fifteen minutes. When you got Wiggins at plus pretty much plus twenty, yeah. Looney at twenty four, and Curry at plus twenty four. Nobody in their starting five had a negative plus minus. Um, and then you got to think Gary Payton was plus 15. And then Jordan Poole is plus seven. I mean, that's Clay how you. Clay was zero. Yeah. And Clay they, was even. Right. But that's the. But that's what I'm saying. But then Clay you couldn't come, hit water if he fell out of a boat. Which means game three in Boston. Yeah, you're in I, trouble. I mean, you got everybody in. I mean, you got Jason Tatum minus 36, the worst ever. Oh, my goodness. Ever. White was minus 17. That you can't brutal. come off the bench. And be minus seventeen. That is brutal. <laughs> that hurts. That is brutal. So yeah, it it game two gave you a little bit. Again, now we're we're back at we're we're back at nil. It's a it's a five game series. Uh, both teams had their had their had their 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 highlights and their lowlights. Now you go to Boston and the series. I think they'll sp- I think they'll split in Boston. Um, yeah, I like the adjustments that Boston makes. I think that. They'll bounce back. I think, you know, Al Horford has a tremendous amount of pride. I think Williams was a little banged up, so I think the rest will help him. Um, I think Marcus Smart will adjust. And I think, they'll, they, I think you know, as much as the game got out of hand, I think Boston still has a ton of confidence knowing they can point directly to the turnovers, and that's what they control. They can point directly to the offensive movement or lack of movement. Mm-hmm. And which led to the lack of scoring and efficiency, and then they also can l- look at the lack or the defensive breakdowns, which normally is in Boston, and get back to what they do, and really not rest comfortably, but know that everything that happened or a lot of things that happened in this game were we controlled, mm-hmm. and they have confidence from game one. They have confidence from the first half of game two. They don't have confidence from game three, but it's it's like when sometimes when you in the NFL, I've played in like we played Kansas City one year. We played them neck and neck through three quarters. Well, then we have a turnover for a touchdown. Um, we get the ball back. Um, again, you know, oddly enough, in the NFL, it's supposed to be a sky punt. He kicks it left. Okay, X factor takes it back. Next thing you know, they end up getting a turnover they end up scoring next thing you lose that game by 17 points right so when you look at the the scores you're like dang Kansas City you know beat the brakes off of Houston but when you watch it it's like six minutes of you get out of your you know your your makeup and that's how you get blown out next year we go to we go to Kansas City and then beat them by 10 by getting out of our own way um so you know, that's how Boston, I'm assuming, is going to be looking at it and their staff is going to look at it. I mean, sure, they're going to really be – they need to really harp it. The biggest thing that's concerning and was concerning it coming into this series was the lackadaisical um, mindset sometimes of Boston with the turnovers. And, well, I, and, I, and same with Golden State, but here's the difference. Golden State has experience. They have more firepower than Boston because of the way they play, because they play a wide-open spread – and they they can go small because you got seven eight guys that can give you fifteen points. You've seen it. Whereas Boston, you know, you can't have a game. You know, you're not de- expecting Al Horford to have twenty seven points every game, which you certainly aren't expecting to have two, two points. Ready to go, ready. Uh, what number? What, give me number one through eight. Because I know we we've played a I mean, couple of. We've them. played all. We, so we did all there's, the even. There's something we haven't. We've done we all the three. Evens. I guess you could do five. Five. 
Because I think that's the last one. Uh, yeah, I think six? so. I we've think done, we did six. We did, I think we did all the six. even ones yeah. before. Yeah, I okay. think so. And then we did six. three. And then yeah. have we done seven? That was yes, the, that was, seven was the concert. Okay. Eight is the movie. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, get your coffee, get your tea. What's up? Up next. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 